Welcome to the Do Weekly Podcast, a weekly challenge podcast for small business owners. The small business owners. We got Alex Vasquez and Natalie Mac, please. I can Good do job. voices too. Can you do your like can you do that voice again? Like just say Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Hi, Alex. How are you doing? <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to hold in a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I could do my blue whale voice, but you don't like it. <laughs> what? <laughs> when I talk like a blue whale. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no one talks like a blue whale. I'm a blue whale. What is <laughs> What is that? It's a blue whale. Oh my god, Natalie. I can't even. I it... swim in the ocean. <laughs> I What? <laughs> How did you discover that you could do in people listening at home? I'm doing very like wavy air quotes that you could do. Yeah, good for blue audio. whale sounds. Well, I was on a trip Whale watching with my mom. Oh no, this is not, is this the real story? <laughs> this is the real story. And we saw a blue whale and I started talking in his voice. Natalie. To the people on the boat. Natalie. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Did they turn the boat around? Did they put you on another boat and then like tether you to it? No. <laughs> Natalie. How do you know what a blue whale sounds like? It just came came into my head. I was just channeling the blue whale. You know, sometimes people say to me, you know, Alex, I would love to see what goes on inside your head. And I always tell them, you know, it's not as interesting as you think it is. After hearing this, Natalie, I think to spend an hour in your head would be devastating <laughs> and strange and lovely all at the same time. Yeah, okay, sure. We don't have the technology to make it happen, so you're safe. You know, I think we're going to move on. <laughs> I think I think we should. So, uh, did you do the challenge? What was the challenge? To start a business book. Reading it, I mean, not writing it. Yeah, I did it. What, and I'm doing it. What book did you start working on? I worked on a, well, worked on, I started reading a book called Traction, and it's a pretty darn good book. It's a book that talks about a variety of different channels. I think like 19 different channels that you can use to gain traction in your business. And the thing that I like about it is you you can read the book all the way through, or you can you, you can kind of deep dive into very specific chapters uh, because that that's how the book is. It, it's really meant to for for you to kind of figure out like different areas of growth that you want to explore using for your business. So maybe email marketing, maybe offline events and community building, or maybe going to trade shows or blogs or, or search engine marketing. So that's, that, that's the premise of it. 
I've only gotten like five chapters in, but it's really good. So um, the author of the book is Gabriel Weinberg, I believe. Yeah. And he's the founder of DuckDuckGo. Oh, I've met him. Well, you can send him an email and say, thanks for the book. In fact, I think I got you that book as a gift. You did, actually, and a lovely journal and ballpoint pen. That's right. So, with the book, the thing that the, the thing I like about it is it's very no-nonsense, like, let's get, get down to brass tacks. And the, the book, from from what I've taken from it, is to get you on a... get your business to a point of critical path. Now, I should state that this book really is aimed at startups, right? Which I don't consider myself a startup. And just because you're a new business doesn't mean that you're a startup. Startups uh, are really constructed to drive growth and revenue quickly. And this book is, is meant to help business owners, particularly startups, drive growth using like by being able to test different channels for growth and see which ones work, which ones don't work, and then continue to optimize the ones that are working until, until you've saturated it. And then you move on to the next thing. However, I think even if your business is not a startup, you can still get a lot of value out of the book. There's still a lot of great insights Mm -hmm. depending on what channels you want to leverage. That's the book I'm going through. I recommend it. It was recommended to me by friend of the pod, Jay Gibb, Cloud Sponge. (laughs) Your turn, Nat. Take it away. I started reading Melissa Emerson's book, called Fix Your Business in 90 Days. Fix Your Damn Business in 90 Days. Yes. And the book is uh, basically a 12-week course that takes you through uh, all different aspects of your business. Although, similar to Traction, the book you read, if you felt like your business was in pretty good shape and there were just a couple of areas that you wanted to deep dive on. She actually encouraged you to do that and to spend like maybe pick three areas and spend four weeks on each one instead of like the 12 week courses to just go through and spend each one week on each area. So that's an option. So I just started kind of working through it and I am on week two So there's 12 weeks, and they're the 12 P's of business. Pee-pee, (laughs) poo-poo, and what else? Um, Those aren't any of the 12. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are preparation, purpose, people, profit, processes, productivity, performance, product, presence, prospects, planning, and perseverance. I think out of all of those, I've got perseverance. But that's not until week 12. They're in this order for a reason. (laughs) So I'm already messing up. I'm already messing up. So I've got perseverance down. I've got none of the other stuff down. So I uh, worked through it. So preparation was she gave a big overview of the book and how it worked and the different ways you could use it. And she had you do something which I thought was really interesting, which was 
to make a plan now for how you were going to make time to go through the book. Which I think is smart. Um, there, There's a book that I ordered uh, called Atomic Habits, and it's by this guy named James Clear, and I heard him talking on a podcast. I think that's on my list of books to read. Yeah, well, I'm getting it, so it's okay. it's on my it's gonna it's on my list too. All right, but but so much of what he suggests is you know just creating a pathway to starting a new habit, to starting a new uh, thing, you know, like making it easier to get started. Yeah, preparing. So she um, has you write down a plan for setting aside an hour each week to kind of read through the chapter, get a feel for what it's about, write down all the exercises and all that, and then 30 minutes each work day that you want to schedule at the same time. So like when you first sit down for the day or the last thing before you close down, like whatever it is, whatever you think is going to work best for you, the same 30 minutes, Monday through Friday, every day, that you're going to work on the exercises in the book. And... You don't have to actually do all of the things in the book. You just have to make a plan for doing them after the 12 weeks is over. Hmm. That's pretty smart. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty clever. And um, yeah, so now I'm on uh, week two, which is purpose, which can lead us very nicely into this week's challenge. This week's challenge. <laughs> Which is inspired by this book. Who, and they're also not sponsoring this podcast. They're, yes, Melissa Emerson is not sponsoring this podcast. But Alex and I were talking before we started recording, and we both liked one of the exercises. Yeah. As part of um, week two, purpose. Yeah. So I think this is a good challenge. Talking about purpose. Now, what do you what do you say to people who might be running a business? Their their business is to create tape. Tape? Just tape. Like masking tape? Any kind of tape. Okay. Any kind of tape tape. You could use it on anything. But all they do is That's create tape. tape. And it's not even that interesting. They're like, eh, you know, I it's, make tape. I, I make tape. What do you what do you say to that person? Like what their their purpose is like, well, my purpose is to make good tape. I think that's a perfectly legitimate purpose. So does I mean, the purpose have you ever had an experience with bad tape? It's very frustrating. It is. And I always think that the manufacturer of that bad tape, I'm like, I wonder if maybe if they had a purpose to make good tape, <laughs> we wouldn't be having this problem. Now, I think it's probably more likely that making, say, like the best quality tape available would be part of another purpose. Could be. Could be. I think the point that I'm getting at, though, is your purpose doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be a flowery, do good, over our just large... Oh, yeah, no. All-encompassing <clears throat> purpose. Like, you don't have to save the planet. unless save the blue whales. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we don't want to lose their linguistic stylings. <laughs> I'm a blue whale. Did I get it right? No. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to start with that. But if 
But if your business's purpose is to do one thing 100% better than everybody else, that's a good purpose. That's a legitimate purpose. Now, on my website, my business, I, I've thought about it. What is the thing? What is my business's purpose? And whenever I think about it, it feels shallow. Like, I, I want to help businesses grow. I want to help businesses succeed. I feel like that's a good purpose. I want that people, I feel <clears throat> like I want my clients to feel like they're going further, farther. And I hope that they do. And occasionally I check in. Sometimes I survey. But maybe, maybe the purpose is a little bit different or I, I don't know. Yeah, I think your purpose can change over time, you know, as you grow and change as a person, as your business grows, as you start a business, you learn a lot, right? Like yeah. You learn a whole lot when you start a business. And I think that can shift your purpose. So I think that's why even if you maybe thought you had a clear purpose at the time you started your business, maybe that's shifted. Maybe that's changed. And maybe it's time to reexamine it um, and then to think about um, how you can identify that purpose and then communicate it to anyone who works for your company and also to your customers and clients. Yeah, like in your messaging, in your possibly on your about page. Uh, you know, like I, I think that's something that's remiss uh, on on that page is what is it, what is the purpose? What is Digisavvy's purpose? Our purpose is to. What is that purpose? And I think it's important to not only understand that for yourself, but really communicate that to your potential customers. Yes. In the book, Melissa Emerson said that you have to have a big picture vision for your business, but that wasn't enough that you had to be able to articulate that vision to others. Yeah. I agree. And I think the, the reason why I like this challenge is because I think even though I say, I I want to help my clients go further. I want to help their businesses grow. I mean, that feels generic. And at the end of the day, that's ultimately what I want. I want them to make money. I want them to make more money because they're working with me. Uh I want them to run their businesses a little more easily because I'm there. You know? That makes sense. So how can I better articulate that? Because I I haven't really articulated it. So when I first started Purple Pen, which will be ten years ago in February, congrats. Uh, <laughs> my purpose was <clears throat> I had just quit a job working for a, a largish web development agency with about fifty employees, which is a pretty good size for a web design company. And I thought that the way that they were doing things was just utterly ridiculous. <laughs> And the smallest project that they would take on was $20,000. Like, they wouldn't get out of bed for less than $20,000. And I worked on a website for them that was literally a five-page brochureware site for a nonprofit organization that was doing some good. And they paid $20,000 for this website because it was the minimum for the agency and they couldn't even take donations through the site because they were told that was out of scope 
for a $20,000 project. So their donate page just had an address where people could mail checks. And I thought, like, you know, this poor little nonprofit who's actually doing some good things in the world just wasted $20,000. Like, they could have hired a freelancer to build that exact same website for a couple thousand. And, you know, and for a little more, could have taken donations and then had, you know, $15,000 left over um, to put toward their agency. And I just found that really frustrating. And I just thought it's because we're just so big and we're so inefficient. We've got 50 employees, but only 20 of them were actually working on websites. Like the other 30 people were support staff and sales. Wow. Yeah, it just seemed really unbalanced to me, and that's why I just thought, like, they're doing it wrong, right? They're doing it wrong, and I could do it better. And that was my original purpose for starting Purple Pen. Mission succeeded? <laughs> yeah, I think so, but I, I do definitely think that that shifted over time. You know, 10 years later, they're out of business, <laughs> and I'm still here. And I, I think that's that's an interesting observation, which is not to say that the agency, the large agency model, is dead. Because I think we do see we we do see it in the world. Uh, well, not it, that's a weird thing to say, but we <laughs> but we see it out there. We see it out there in the wild. We see a bunch of other agencies that are larger and seemingly doing well uh, although we don't know how they operate it, my assumption is and i would hope that they're providing a supreme value to all of their clients hopefully hopefully yeah i think i think that what bothered me was you know if you want to say our product minimum is twenty thousand dollars like that's fine but do a twenty thousand dollar project don't charge somebody twenty thousand dollars for a four thousand dollar project because well, it's your minimum well i feel like I feel like that's a whole other discussion, yeah. Right there, because <laughs> because you know, like I think you and I, have, you know, our eyes have popped out over the size of you know project budgets we've seen. We're like, what? That costs that much? And anyway, project and budget—that's that's a whole other thing. But but I get what you're saying though. Like yeah. for for what this nonprofit paid, certainly they could have gotten a lot more. Given given what they paid, and they should have gotten more, and and yeah. that was an impetus for you to really strike out on your own and do things your way. Yeah, it was. And, and I think if you look at the body of your work, you've done a lot of great work for a lot of nonprofits. So I, I think I that you have done what you've set out to do. So and I've done you, twenty thousand dollar projects, yeah. but I felt like that was a fair price for those projects. Yeah. Well. I think that you don't have to do this challenge because you've already completed it. Good job. <laughs> no, but I, I come back next week, everyone, to the Do Weekly Podcast where Alex finishes it <laughs> by himself. I haven't consciously thought through uh, an updated purpose, and I definitely haven't articulated that to anyone. That's you haven't read through that chapter in the book yet. I get it. <laughs> um. But no, that, that's, I think it's a good challenge and I think it's a good thing to think about and to articulate it, because how many times do you, and this isn't like an elevator pitch either, 
right? No, like no, this no. is not yeah. this, this is, is not deeper. Like this, this is, is deeper. deeper and more personal. Yeah, deeper, more personal. Not quite a mission statement, but this is this is the thing that you are. This is why you get out of bed every day. This is this is your business's little voice. It's the little voice that your business has there that it doesn't tell you what you do, but it tells you why you do. Yeah. And and it, it kind of informs everything else. It does. I mean, the easy path, right, is to go to work for somebody else and take a paycheck. So you had to have had a reason that you chose the difficult path. You chose the difficult path. You get out of bed every day. You are responsible for the money that you make and don't make. <laughs> this is this is the life that you've chosen. This is the life that we've all chosen here. You don't get you don't get anybody taking social security and federal taxes out of your pay. You got to pay those bills yourself. Oh, Nobody's giving you health insurance. Oh, don't don't. Nobody's don't, giving don't you paid vacation. Ugh. Yeah, you picked the hard path. Why? Why? What? What? What purpose? To to what end? To what purpose? <laughs> Think about it. Noodle on it. And once you've noodled on it... Journal about it. Journal That's about it. my favorite it. thing. Dear journal, why do they keep calling you a diary? <laughs> and after you've written in your diary or your journal or your bullet journal... Or your fancy shorthand notebook. Shorthand, also not sponsoring us. <laughs> also not sponsoring Once you've identified that why... Once you figured it out, let us know. Yeah. You could email us. You could tweet at us at do weekly podcast. You could send, you could slide into our DMS on Instagram. You sure could. Don't send any podcast. Yeah. Don't send any illicit pictures. You could comment on this episode on our website, doweeklypodcast.com. Graciously sponsored by Pantheon Web Hosting. And you can find the email addresses to get in touch with us there, too. Or we have a handy contact form you could fill out. You could fill it out, but William, you don't know. <laughs> we don't know you're out there. Although, I did see some of your lovely faces at a conference. And there there were three of you, and I thank you Thanks for saying for listening. hi. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, don't forget to leave us a awesome five-star five five star review on iTunes. Or if iTunes isn't your thing, you could listen to us on Stitcher. Spotify. Uh, Pocket Casts. TuneIn Radio. Overcast. Blueberry. Or wherever you download the finest podcasts in the world. The very best ones. Only the very best they, ones. They let us in, those suckers. Yeah, they let us right in there. <laughs> so keep on polluting your uh, your ears with our voices, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. I'm a blue bird.